Welcome back. Episode 10 of the Sports GPS. Parker, what are we getting into today, man? Recapping NFL playoffs from last week. Mm -hmm. Francisco Lindor trade. Mm -hmm. Big news. 100%. James Harden trade yesterday. Yep. And then we're going in our final destination, Mm -hmm. coaching vacancies. Absolutely. NFL coaching vacancies. I've got a big one for my squad. Yours... We're good. You're good. You're keeping that one. I wish he was still with my squad. I'm sure you do. Absolutely. All that and more. Parker White. CJ Holly. Let's get into it. Welcome back. NFL playoffs. A lot happened last week. It was kind of crazy. We did not so good on our picks. Terrible. I did slightly better going 50%. You I went two for four. Yeah. I was, you know, and the, and the one upset that I was wanting to pick and didn't almost was an upset. Yeah, Washington almost pulled it out. Yeah, with, with Taylor Heineke. Yeah. From Old Dominion University. Shout out Virginia schools. hey Let's go. He looks good. Yeah, he looks really good. I mean, he's a future starter. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not bad, but he's what you need in Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Just a guy that'll keep it close, especially with their defense. Yeah, and how bad the NFC East is. Let's go ahead and this week's games. We got two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Two on Saturday is Rams, Packers, then Ravens, Ravens. Bills. Yep. It's it's kind of funny. So the two nights. Saturday and Sunday are like the matchups of the intriguing. Like Sunday night, we'll get into it, but it's the matchup of the old guys. And then Saturday night is like the upcoming guys in the opposite conference, which is kind of cool. But we'll go ahead and start first off with uh, LA Rams and Packers in Lambeau. Who you got? Go. Packers. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I understand the Rams. I think they shocked both of us. Mm-hmm. We both had Seahawks. But Jared Goff in cold weather, it doesn't work out. Aaron Rodgers, probably going to be the MVP of the league. I think they're going to kill him. A lot of money right now is looking on Rams. Yeah, money line and spread. Uh, Well, they're actually on Green Bay. But the line has shifted towards the Rams' favor because it was minus 7.5. Now it's minus 6.5 as far as the line's concerned. A lot of money on the under, which is kind of crazy in my head. But I think that's just due to the fact... I think you were saying earlier when we were talking before this, the Rams have given up less touchdowns as a secondary as a whole than Devonta Adams has scored this year. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. First playoff game since 2011 with a player with more receiving touchdowns than the opposing team allowed all season. That's crazy. <clears throat> I think it'll be close. Like I, I think they'll compete because of their defense, but I think in the end, like, Aaron Rodgers in the cold weather, he's too much. Yeah, it all depends on how good Jared Goff plays in the cold, and he hasn't been He's never like, played in the cold. No, well. no touchdowns and like five picks in cold weather. Yep. You know what? I'm going to differ from you. you I'm going to say Rams. All right. And here's the reason why I think Jalen Ramsey shuts down Devonta Adams, and it messes up that entire game plan for Green Bay, and they might get home enough with Aaron Donald and crew up front. And I think Jared Goff flips the script and plays well enough to get it done, I'm going to pick the Rams in a tight one. Okay. a tight one. But I, I could be very wrong. I'm going to pick an underdog, and this is going to be my, probably my one underdog pick of the weekend. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a blowout because I think the Rams' defense is too good. But even if they shut down Devontae Adams, like, I think Aaron Jones is – like, we don't talk about him enough. He can, get, he can get home enough. No, I guess that makes sense too. But, yeah, I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm going to go Rams over Packers. Uh, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. 
let, let me say this. Barring, like, sub-32 temperatures at game time, I'm going Rams. Let's go to the next game anyway. Ravens at Bills. Who you got? Bills. I believe in Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the Bills are, like, sneaky Super Bowl pick. Like, I think they, they're just playing too well right now. Too well. I am not disagreeing with you. Between Josh Allen, like, he can throw it. Yeah, I got Bills. I, I don't believe in the Ravens, so. No, I'm with you there. I think uh, Bills makes sense. They look really, really good. They had a little scare this past week with the Colts, and I think that might have shaken them up saying, hey, we're not hot stuff. Right. Uh, I, I just think, yeah, it's definitely definitely Bills over the Ravens here. They're just playing too good of football, and I think J- Josh Allen is a quarterback that can win you a game. I don't – like, Lamar's an athlete. Yeah. And he's a very good quarterback, but he's more of an athlete than he is a quarterback. And I know everybody's like, oh, but he's changing and he's making himself better. Yeah, he's not there yet for me. No. And it's not it's not the fact that I think he's a bad quarterback. No, but he is an athlete that is able to play quarterback because of his athletic ability. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that does put a dynamic in there, and I, that's the reason why he was MVP – I think Josh Allen has grown that much more this year. If we oh, yeah. if we were talking last year, I'm I'm 100% on the Lamar Jackson train mm-hmm. because his athletic ability overtakes Josh Allen as a quarterback prospect, as a quarterback thing. But Josh Allen's sneaky athletic, and he just plays great in the clutch when he needs to. I just think he's a better quarterback, so I'm going to go with the better quarterback here, and I'm going to go Buffalo. But interesting note for the Ravens, if you want to take a silver lining, they're the only team in NFL history with a winning record on the road in the postseason. So, like, going to Buffalo, it, it's not, it doesn't matter. No, you're right there. That's not an issue at all. But I, I just, the, the Bills, they're creating something special. I think it's all because of Josh Allen. I'm not disagreeing. We'll go to Sunday's game. It's a doubleheader. Uh, we start with the AFC matchup of Browns, the, the surprise Browns, going to Kansas City to Face Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Andy Reid off of a bye. I, I don't. I don't see how you're yeah. picking against them. But best game of the weekend? Uh, no. I actually think Ravens Bills will be the best game of the weekend. But I also like the fact that the Browns defense is clicking, so they could give the Chiefs a run. I'm not saying like the spread right now is minus ten. I, I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it either. Like the Browns defense is playing amazing, and they're doing things that you didn't think they were going to do against Pittsburgh. They made some athletic plays to turn the ball over in that game, and that's what led them to get to twenty eight nothing in the first quarter there but I, I can't take that spread but at the same time like I think Patrick Mahomes is too much yeah Patrick Mahomes is a guy that will win you games Baker Mayfield won't lose them for you but he ain't gonna win them for you not many so that's that's like it all depends on if the Chiefs if the Chiefs can shut down the running game which I think they can then, then I think Cleveland's dead in the water but I think just like you already said Andy Reid off a bye Good luck. Yeah, it's luck. it's pretty much lock, stock, and barrel at that point. Uh-huh. But Chiefs, Chiefs there. I don't like the spread. Definitely don't like the spread. I definitely think they win the game. Ten's a little much. Yeah. All right, Saints, Bucks. Saints, Bucks. Who you got? Old guy. The battle of the old heads. Hmm. Uh, Buccaneers. And the reason why I say that is you're going a team that has so much firepower, yes, against good defense. It's so hard to beat the same team three times in a season. True. And I think the Bucks are finally hitting their stride offensively, and there's no fans in the Superdome. You, like, cannot understate the fact that there are no fans in the Superdome, and that has been such a giant weapon for the Saints in the playoffs. Absolutely. But even with that said, 
Give me the Saints. It's going to be close. It's going to be a great game. Honestly, this might be the best game of the weekend. I, I think I jumped the gun too early. Yeah, you jumped the gun too early. I, you know, Now I'm starting to debate whether I think Ravens-Bills is going to be the better matchup. I think it's the more intriguing matchup is is Ravens Bills. Bills just because it's you know it's the new guys like the new guard in the AFC, mm-hmm. um, you know like those two guys and whether that happens. But yeah, no, this might be the best game overall game of the weekend, and they're putting it you know prime time on Sunday six forty on Fox. Definitely, definitely a great game. So I've got Bucks. Chiefs, Bills, that's, and then I've got Rams. It's not going to be atrociously cold. It's going to be like 30 degrees at kickoff. So yeah. it's not like blistery cold up there. Not right. a lot of wind. I just looked at the weather. Not a lot of wind. It's going to be cold, but it's not atrociously cold. Yeah. So I think Jared Goff makes enough plays to get that done. So I got Packers, Bills, Chiefs, Saints. So we, we differ on the Buck saints game and then the Packers- Rams game. Rams game. Yeah, so, you went basically chalk. You went all home teams. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking up the two upsets. There were three upsets this past week, and so I'm picking half of them to be an upset. Yeah. I just hope I get the right one. All home teams, oh, not good on my part. Yeah, not good on your part. Yeah, Bucks will probably win. Not <laughs> it, but Are you flipping it? I'll flip it. Oh, you don't flip I, it? Okay. I don't want to be all home. Okay, fair I don't enough. want to be all chalk. So he's but. going Bucks. Because you're right, the Superdome, like, they need fans. Yeah. It's a different atmosphere. I think so as well. And I th- it's really hard to beat the same team three times. This and they season. got Tom Brady. Tommy Terrific. Yeah. So, all right, so now the official picks. I'm going Rams, he's going Packers, we're both going Bills, both going Chiefs, both going Bucks. Yep. This should be, should be a fun weekend. All right, well, after this, we teased it last week. Well, I teased it because Parker left. I teased it last week, the Lindor trade. We're going to go into a roadside debate here. Does the Lindor trade shake up the NL East? Who the best right after this? Welcome back. We're going into our roadside debate, but first... We're going to talk about Francisco Lindor trade. You you touched on this at the end of the pod. I was not here. What do you think? That was kind of crazy, though, because I'm literally, like, sitting there editing a section of last week. I'm in my car. He's in his car, right? And like, So he has no clue. And I instantly call him, like, so this happened. And yeah. he's like, why couldn't that have happened 20 minutes ago? Yeah. So we could have talked about it today. Yeah. I mean, it was legitimately, like, right after he left. So I looked into it. Like, I think this actually changes the balance of power in the NL East. And and it was so tight up at the top. But, like, go into details again. So the Mets get Lindor and they get Carlos Carrasco. Underrated pickup. Carlos Very Carrasco, awesome. like, people just don't want to talk. Like, that's huge. Well, and he was part of the Cliff Lee trade for Cliff Lee going from Cleveland to Philly. So my squad has had Carlos Carrasco on their radar. Yeah. But the Indians get, get Ahmed Rosario, solid mm-hmm. shortstop. But, but the, the real piece is Andres Jimenez, who can play short or second. Mm-hmm. They get outfielder Isaiah Green and right-handed pitcher Josh Wolf, both of which are prospects. So it'll be a couple years, but they have they have they have high ceilings. They definitely have high ceilings. I like Green. I actually watched some batting practice of him. Just a natural swinger. He barrels up a lot of balls. And it just depends on where it goes. Like his, Does one, his power develop? Yeah, really. Is that but he barrels balls, and that's what you need when you're young and when you get power. Like when you grow into your body, the man's like 19. Right. So when he grows into his body and becomes a man, 
comes a man. <laughs> he uh, he could develop that power because he barrels ball. He has very good uh, bat to ball skills right now at 19, yeah. and that's what you want. But the real, I mean, Jimenez, he's not going to be Francisco Lindor, but he's going to be a good shortstop for a number of years. Can play second base, but like he's a shortstop. He's their future shortstop. Rosario, 2021, he can be your starter. He's not going to hurt you, but so much. A little uptick last year offensively, but the real pickup is Jimenez. Yeah, and Rosario actually could move to short or move to third. Excuse me. Could. Yeah. And I think he's got the arm strength for that. It just depends. Like, do you want a power bat there? Or do you want a guy who's getting on base? It all depends on roster construction. There. Right. But, yeah, he could shift to third. The thing I like about him is high baseball IQ for a young guy. Absolutely, 100%. He plays the game naturally. He doesn't have to think a lot because it's all natural to him, which is very good. That's the reason why I actually liked him in New York. But Lindor, definitely a better pickup for the Mets. Well, I'm not debating that. The Mets get the better end of the deal right now. I think the Indians could end up with a better end of this deal five years from now if Green and Wolf end up hitting projections like a lot of people think they are. Right. What it really comes down to is – the NL East is down between right now three teams. It is the Braves, it is the Phillies, it is the Mets. That was my order going into until this trade. I look for criteria that if you look at all the past champions of the World Series or best teams in the league, I'm not going to say World Series champions because not all of them have it because you can get lucky and hot in the playoffs. Right. But I'm saying the best teams in the league will always have these criteria. There are seven of them. And it is pretty simple. You have to have an ace. Yes, you do. Your ace has to win 80% of his decisions. Now, I'm not saying that's 80% of games started. I'm saying 80% of decisions. So if the man has 20 decisions, 16 wins, 4 losses. Mm-hmm. That is the ace. If he does that, you're good. Starters 2 through 3, they win 65% of decisions. Now, that could be combined. So like, if you have two aces and then your third is more like... The next criteria, that's fine. But combined between your two and three, 65%. they have to win 65% of their decisions. And again, that's decisions on their line. So that would be going 13 and seven for twos and threes. It, like, it all makes sense. I'm just making sure the listeners know. Starters four and five, you must win 45% of your decisions and eat up a crud ton of innings. Like you're literally there to eat up innings. That's what you do, Yeah. right? And you win 45% of your decisions. So you go nine and 11 within the year, right? But your ace and your 2-3 pick up that slack. Yes. But that's, again, just decisions, right? So you could get blown up a couple of games, and then some games you win, some games you're bullpen, whatever. But you have to win 45% of your decisions. If you look at those three for your starters, now granted, it's your entire starting rotation. There's three bullet points, but you need all three of them. Yeah. You now need a lineup with three guys that can hurt you deep consistently. Just that can take you yard like that. Yep. That's what you need. You need good defense up the middle, a.k.a. shortstop second and center field. You need good defense because you can lax in first. You can lax at third. You can lax at the corner outfield. But you need good defense in center, short, and second. You need a good pitch caller behind the dish. I'm not saying he needs to be a great framer. I'm not saying he needs to be great offense, great, like, amazing defense, throw out a bunch of runners. You need to have a good pitch caller. Again, this is predicated back on your pitching staff. Like You have to have good pitching. Yeah. And I know the game has shifted to defense or to offense and like guys hitting a bunch of dingers and all this stuff, but it's also predicated to the strikeout. And the strikeout comes from good pitch calling. Yes. The seventh bullet point, the closer that closes out 90% of their games. So that if they have 50 chances to close out a game, they have to go 45 saves and five blown 
or less than five blown in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's look at the 08 Phillies. They had Brad Lidge. He never blew no, he a didn't. save. He was dominant. So like we're just look at look at your how you run. If your closer closes over ninety percent, you're good. Mariano Rivera. Very much so. Hey, he was like ninety six percent lifetime. Yeah. And he threw two pitches. Yeah. Really, really, just, really one. just one. But like <laughs> yeah, he mixed in a little bit more movement or a little yeah. less movement. So kind of two. But still, two pitches and he was ninety six percent. So you like that's what you have to have. Okay. So I'm going now into the trade. So I'm I'm looking at the Mets. Do they have an ace? Yes. His name is Jacob Degrom. Will he win eighty percent of his decisions? He has for the last three years. Yeah. So I'm not thinking that's best pitcher be in the sport. One hundred percent. Starters two and three. Will they win sixty five percent of their decisions together? You have Carlos Carrasco and you have Marcus Stroman. Heck, they could win seventy percent of they their could. decisions. They're very good. Which will pick up the back end. Hundred percent. Starters four and five. Will they win forty five percent? You've got Lugo and you've got Mats, and then you have Syndergaard who's coming back. And and look for this. It might be midway through the season, but because of Steve Cohen, they could pick up a starter. His name is Corey Kluber. He just had a like a like a bullpen mm-hmm. and he looked great. Look for the I, I could definitely see him in a Mets uniform. I don't know if it'll be start of the season, but definitely like halfway through. And like is Corey Kluber the same guy he was when he won a Cy Young? No, he's not. But can he be your fourth or fifth starter? Absolutely. He could be your third. Yeah. I can still see Corey Kluber winning 65% of his decisions. And that's what I think about when I think of a two and a three. Can they win 65% of their decisions? Again, we've talked about it. All right. So their starting pitching is good. Yes. We're not going to really talk about it. Matt's is the only question mark, but I think he's only there till Syndergaard gets back. And once Thor gets back, they're set. Yes. Check, check, check. Top three. Good. Line up with three guys that can take you deep, can hurt you deep consistently. I see two with Lindor being more of a, like, Let's get runs on the board. Heck, he led the league in runs in 2018. He also led in plate appearances as well because he's he's your leadoff guy, right? So I see Pete Alonso and I see Michael Conforto. I really don't see anybody else taking you deep. And again, they're playing half their games in New York. That is a big ballpark. Yeah, but they did move the fences in. I think, I mean, Lindor for three straight years was over 30 homers and he was in progressive field. I'm not saying he's like... Pete Alonso as a home run hitter, but like he's either going to hit leadoff or he's going to hit third. That could depend on uh, their free agent moves. Right. Like if they get George Springer, you're probably hitting Lindor third, Springer leadoff. I that's a it's a question mark for me. I yeah, I, you're swaying me more to yes there as a check mark, but it's still a question mark for me. You need good defense up the middle. Lindor check. Nimmo in center field check. McNeil? Like, second base is probably his best defensive position compared to third or corner outfield. But he's not, I mean, he's not, right. you know, Roberto Alomar. No, 100%. So, so. that's the reason, that's another ant check for me. You need a good pitch caller. Again, James McCann, good enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He, he checks the box. He's not great. He isn't the greatest all time, which I truly believe is Carlos Ruiz. We can have that debate another day. But I can make a very strong case for that man. My favorite player of all time, by the way. Uh, so, <laughs> so, but James McCann, good. He yeah. checks that box. Yeah. And then you have a closer that finishes over 90% in Edwin Diaz. He can. He hasn't. I mean, last year was better. His first year was atrocious. But he also, the year, his last year in Seattle, he was the best closer in the game. Correct. So they, they had the guy in the ninth. He just needs to, I don't know if it's a mental thing or whatever, but Edwin Diaz... I think he just needs to figure out New York market. It's yeah. different to play in New York. Absolutely. And especially coming from Seattle. Like, come yeah. On. All uh-huh. right. So 
Out of the seven boxes, they absolutely check off four of them. They really check off five. The two questions is defense, and then can they hurt you consistently deep? Uh, I'm more inclined to check off the consistent you deep. I don't know if they have good defense in the middle. So that's the one weakness. Yeah. Okay. I mean, definitely. I mean, uh, pre Lindor, they didn't have good enough defense. But you, I mean, he, for me, he's the best defensive shortstop in the game. Plus his offense. I think he's the best shortstop in the game. So I think McNeil is not going to hurt you too much. That's his best defensive position. You stick him there, keep him there. He'll probably get better. I'm not as high on Nimmo as a center fielder, but he's going to make the routine play. Right. Occasional great play, but, mm-hmm. like, he's solid. I think – and that's why I think, like, they, they should seriously consider getting George Springer. I know that they're, they're going to have to spend a ton of money to keep Lindor, which they will, but they have it. Like, they have the money to do it. Make a splash. Either either you get Springer or go get Bauer. Like, make another splashy move, Mets. Yeah. If you really want to win. If you really want the division. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to let you make your case within these seven for the Braves. I will make it for the Phillies, and then we'll rank those three. Because I think Miami, that was a fluke last year, 60 games. You put that over 162, it's not happening. They don't have the roster. Agreed. Uh, the Nationals, they did just get Josh Bell, but I still think they're missing that heart and soul guy like Howie Kendrick was for them mm-hmm. uh, when they won the World Series. I think like he was truly the reason they won that Their World Series. Their bench was huge that yeah, year. Yeah, 100%. Like, Para. Yeah. Like, they don't have, he's in, like, I think he's in Japan. Yeah. So, but like, as far as the Braves go, do they have an ace? When healthy, Mike Soroka's your ace. Mm-hmm. You got that. Okay, check. Two and three, it's Max Freed, and then you can either debate between Charlie Morton or Ian Anderson. Either way, they got that. Chuckles Morton, but you're checked. Yeah. Four and five, so it's either Anderson and Morton, or, and then Drew Smiley's your fifth, who we don't know what he's going to be, but they have depth. Like Bryce Wilson, he showed up in the playoffs. So he could be your fifth starter. So, so I think you check all three boxes yes. because even with Drew Smiley, he's he's winning forty five percent of his decisions. Yes, he is. Not a problem. Lineup that can take you deep with three guys. Go. Yes, Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. MVP, reign MVP. Mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna, yes. Ozzy Albies, yes. Okay, cool. Good defense. Uh, short second center field. Swanson, Albies, and then Pache. Who mark it now? Christian Pache will win a Gold Glove. Heard. Good pitch caller behind the dish. Travis Darno did a good job last year. He's coming back. Maybe bring Tyler Flowers back as well because they kind of split time. Either way, they know how to pitch. They know how to call games. Absolutely. I think that's a question mark for you guys because I don't know if he calls a great game, but he calls a good enough game, so I'll give it to you. Closer that finishes over 90%. We don't have a closer at the moment. It could be Will Smith. We signed a big money last year. Maybe he's a closer. If you go based off last year, Mark Melanson, who they should bring back, that's definitely good enough. That's probably – like our bullpen was loaded last year, but it wasn't like – you had, like, a big-time closer and then a bunch of other guys. It was deep throughout. So, Will Smith is good enough to close games. We saw he was an all-star. But um, that's that's my biggest question mark is, is closer and just our bullpen because we have so many free agents. So, you're definitely checking off five really well checking off five. Excuse yes. me. Uh, you're basically checking off number six behind the dish. And then the closer, it'll probably form out. You'll probably make that move. So you're basically checking off all seven. My Phillies, we have an ace. His name is Aaron Nola. We have starters two and three. I believe Zach Wheeler is definitely, definitely there. And then it all depends on if Spencer Howard actually makes the big league roster. If he does, I think he can win 65% of his decisions. So I'm giving myself a check there. I, I agree. Starters four and five are definitely a question for us. Vince Velasquez and Zach Eflin are right now in there. Zach Eflin definitely hits it because I think he can win 50% yes. of his decisions. He's definitely a 9-9 nine and nine guy for the entire year. Uh, it's really Vince Velasquez, who I think is a bullpen piece. I totally agree. I want them to sign a starter. If they sign a starter, they're checking off all of them because 
definitely, definitely Spencer Howard's a 4-5. 100% he's there. I think he could be a 3. So right now, they're not checking off 4-5 starter just because they don't have the guy. Lineup the three guys can take you deep consistently. Right now, they don't because they haven't signed JT or Muto. We both believe they will. And as soon as they do, they check this off because they have a guy. They have Bryce Harper. He's all right. Yeah, he's great. You know, he's, he's just a dude. Yeah. Right? And then you have... Reese Hoskins. You have Reese Hoskins, who obviously can continue to take you deep. Alec Bohm will develop that power. He's more like Francisco Lindor for me, where I think, like, he's just going to get you innings. He's going to make solid contact. He's going to get on base. He'll develop power when he grows. Right? I think Lindor's hit the max of his power. Bohm will get there. I think... Like, early Lindor in his career is where Bohm is right now for me, if gotcha. that makes sense. Yep. All right. So, that will be a check when they sign Real Muta. Because they got McCutcheon. 100%. Yeah, McCutcheon. I forgot McCutcheon in the left field. Yeah. He definitely could take you deep whenever the heck he wants. Good defense, short, second, center field. 100% in center field. Roman Quinn, phenomenal. Absolutely. He will make every play possible. He's so quick. He's so fast. Good instincts, and he's gotten to be a better runner route runner i guess yeah. is probably the best way to put it yeah shortstop and second it's all a question mark like do they bring in a shortstop they had dd last year yeah segura and they have segura needed. who can play short and second so i think it's better if they bring in a shortstop like they get another shortstop to make that happen mm-hmm. but if they don't well then you go with kingery and segura good enough right it, yeah. it's good enough it's good enough defense good pitch calling again they bring back jt Romuto. i'm very happy with that their question mark is closer I think this is my sneaky pick as far as, like, the closer because everybody's like, oh, you have Hector Ares. Oh, you just traded for Jose Alvarado. Sir Anthony Dominguez, people. Yeah. He has the stuff. He's just been hurt. He just got done with Tommy John at the beginning of last year. He'll be back this year. I think he ends up being our closer. So yeah. there's a lot of question marks for the Phillies. It's literally sign JT Romuto and you check six of these boxes instead of seven. You definitely have four. I'll give you five. Yeah. Because uh, I'm so quiet on the defense. I don't know. Like, shortstop, to me, is the biggest defensive position that you – I mean, center field is important, but I think if, if you don't have shortstop locked down defensively, I think it kind of ruins you up the middle. I got you. Closer, I think they have it, but what, do they pick the right guy? Because I agree with you, Sir Anthony, that's your guy. I'm I'm cool with Alvarado. I'm not as big on Naris as you are. He's got a nasty splitter, but he throws it way too much. Mix in your 95-mile-an-hour heater, you got it for a reason, use it. But yeah, I mean, they have. I think they have enough starting pitching because you have Noah, you have Wheeler. Everything else, I'm not as sold. I, I think Zach Eflin, if he's your four or five, you got like he's awesome. Yeah. Lineup, I'm. I love Bohm. We've talked about it. I yeah. love Bohm. I don't like the team, but I like Bohm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bryce Harper, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's. You know, he's kind <laughs> of right. a dude. Hoskins, uh, I think he can be great. But he's definitely going to give you home run power. Yeah. At absolutely. the very least, he's a home run hitter. Exactly. So that's the reason why. Okay. So if. As of right now, and so like I said, the shakeup, it was Braves, Phillies, and then the Mets. Now with the shakeup, I have it. All right, I'm going to say Braves and then Mets, but they're so close. If the Mets make another deal, they're popping over top for me personally. And then I'm putting the Phillies there. Once the Phillies sign JT, they're right up with the Mets. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes literally a three-horse race. Until they sign JT, I am I'm so conflicted with how the Phillies look this year. I'm with you. It's Bra- Braves are one. They... Three times, I think they won the division three years in a row. Yeah. They have so much depth, not just 25-man, but 40-man. I think I think they have one, maybe even two more moves in them. I'm waiting for Alex and Topless to do something. I'm just waiting. Like, as it stands now, they have the team to win the division. Hmm. Then I go Mets, Phillies. Are we underselling the Nationals? Because, they're, I mean, they're pitching. They have it. 
Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. Who are the three guys that can take you deep consistently? Soto. So, uh, yeah, you want to keep naming Quan Soto because that's all they got. I mean, Josh Bell. Well, yeah, okay, all right. So, yeah, because they got Josh Bell. So, they have two, right? They don't have yeah. a third. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, and the reason why you need three that can take you deep oh, is because you need you. protection on protection, right? I'm not sold on the Nats offense because, like, you have Soto, you have Josh Bell. I think Victor Robles is getting better, but he's not, like, an all around threat. They're missing Anthony Rendon. Oh, so yeah. Much. Absolutely. So much yeah. they're missing Rendon because when they were good, they had Soto, they had Harper, they, they had Rendon. Yep. Those were your three, right? And again, you need three. Yeah. You have to have three. So I, I, that's the reason. And Miami, they're just young. Yeah. They I, overachieved they, last year. They have talent, Good especially job. in the rotation. Don Manley, great job. Mm-hmm. But over 162, which I don't think they can. MLB's come out and said full spring they're training, playing, full season. They're playing full Thank season. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so they listen to me. Yeah. Thank you, MLB. <laughs> Over 162, Marlins don't have enough. All right. So the roadside debate's basically closed. We're sticking with the Braves as the favorite. Yeah. I think the Phillies could get there with that JT move. Make it happen, Dave Dombrowski. And then uh, the Mets definitely got really close. Yeah. They got really close. It's yeah. kind of scary. It all depends on what the shakeup happens. And if Cohen makes another move, they could definitely overtake it. They could. I, I mean, I'm with you. Like, even though I'm a Brave guy mm-hmm. and they have so much talent – if if the Mets get George Springer specifically, I think they're I think they're the best team in the East. Yeah, that's def- definitely hundred percent with George Springer. Yeah. All right, man. I see that pit stop up there. Let's go ahead and make it right after this. Welcome back. Uh, we're at the pit stop. I'm gonna go get some snacks. You hit him with the news. Go ahead. All right, Liam Hendricks. Big deal with the Chicago White Sox. The pale hoses. The pale hoses. Three years, $54 million. The intriguing part is there's a fourth-year option. So he's going to make $39 million the first three years. And then there's a buyout and a fourth-year option. Uh, the salary for both of them are $15 million. So if the White Sox decline it, they will be able to pay the buyout over the course of multiple years. So it's a win-win for... Hendricks and the White Sox. Listen, they're just investing a crud ton of money in their bullpen. Their starting pitching is good one, two, three. Three. Because you got Lance Lynn. Yeah, outside of that, not really. I mean, Kobeck can be great, but it's always been a health thing with him. And then Reynaldo Lopez. If he's your fifth starter, that's not bad, but like he hasn't really materialized into what they thought. Yeah. I'm big on Dylan Cease, their top pitching prospect. I'm sure we'll see him this year. I'm sure he'll start the year at AAA. Mm-hmm. Their starting rotation leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, Legilito is awesome. Keiko was really good last year. But uh, one move we did not mention, and this kind of may change opinions of the NL East, mm-hmm. Kyle Schwarber to Washington. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely their third guy now, yeah. right? Yep, you got Soto. But still, like, Schwarber's your third, though. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's playing left field. Mm-hmm. He's more of a DH. Right. Maybe I mean Ken Rosenthal thinks the DH is coming twenty twenty one. But the only way I see is with that CBA. Yeah, we've talked about. If they that. agree to the CBA before the season, which I'd, I'd be fine. with. I'd be cool with. But do they ever do that early? No, they do not. They like to bicker and it likes to linger, for no reason. For no reason. For no reason. Like, like you're the only sport that doesn't have a hard salary cap. Just. Yeah. Just quit it, players. You're not getting more money. One thing I would love is just, Unless like, you raise the luxury tax. Just get, like, Rob Manfred, Tony Clark, lock them into a room. You can give them food and be like, you're not coming out of here until a CBA is reached. So you're saying, like, throw them in the hole, like, in prison? Yeah. And then, yeah. like, you just give them gourmet meals through the slot? Cool with me. <laughs> 
cool with me. Get the CBA done. This does not have to be that difficult. That would be funny though. Yeah. I would laugh to see yeah. that. Dude, Just, that's that's television. You put in a you know a CC network in there. Yeah. Let them figure it out. Yeah. You, you just give them give them some like boxing gloves just so they don't hurt each other you know yeah. what i mean yeah but just put them in a room don't come out until you get a cba done because we we want baseball we don't want it like we want next year to happen right so figure it out we know what the players want they want money of course they do and they want universal dh baseball you want pace of play to increase mm-hmm. get it done i mean come on players union just be, yeah, figure, be flexible be, just meet in the middle Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah, they, they, it does need to happen for sure. I'm looking at you know remaining free agents that haven't signed. Uh, obviously, the JT Romuto. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna go to Philly. Uh, if the, if Dave Dombrowski doesn't get that done, they might as well just like he might as well just like quit. Like close up shop. Like, yeah. it's, it's not worth it. And there's no really other great catchers like Tyler Flower, Jason Castro, and. Molina, Kurt Suzuki, like good backups. Yeah, starters. Yeah. Uh, Wilson Ramos is the 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 other like could be a starter, probably a backup. You could ever stay healthy. Yeah, that's true, hundred uh, percent. Then the first basemen that are out there is this Drupal Cabrero, Danny Santana, Carlos already signed with KC. For yeah. all those out there, Mitch Moreland and Eric Thames, really kind of not CJ Crone, but he's more of a DH than a first yeah. baseman anyway. Uh, and then second baseman out there, DJ LeMay, who's the big fish. Yeah, where's, I mean, go back to the Yanks, man. It makes sense. Colton Wong and then Jonathan Villar. Cesar Hernandez, sneaky dude, good year. Tommy LaSella, big year in Oakland. Absolutely. Yeah. Jonathan he, Scope, he like he was a big Oriole name there for a while. Yeah, there, big too. power. Uh, and then Kipnis, who's definitely past his prime. But Absolutely. I think he's got a couple good years. Neil left. Walker can play all over the place in the infield. Yeah, he's he's definitely super utility anywhere. Yeah. Third baseman, the big fish is Justin Turner. Still hasn't signed anywhere. Eric Sogard, Todd Frazier, your big three. Oh, your boy Mike Halfranco. Yeah, he's still available. I mean, no, because I don't need him to play yeah, third. Yeah, but, but like DH... I can see it. I'm not yeah. hating on that. I yeah. think he's got. I think he actually has the mold to be a solid DH on the cheap. Shortstops, you got Marcus Simeon, Didi Gregorius, Anderson yeah. Simmons, Freddie yeah. Galvis. Yeah. I think those are yeah, and and they're all good. They're all on the wrong side of thirty, but they're all good. Good defensive players. Yeah, absolutely. Left fielders are Michael Brantley, Brent Gardner, Jacques Peterson, and we. That's when we saw Kyle Schwarber did sign with Washington. I can't believe we got that. Adam and, Duvall. Yeah. You know, solid, but you know, not gonna. And Profar as well. Ryan right. Braun. Yep. So you got guys that have steroid usage on there. Uh, center fielders, <laughs> yeah. uh, like we said, George Springer still available. Jackie Bradley Jr., Kevin Pullar. You know, a, a bunch of good names that are solid everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., even he, though he's on the wrong side of 30. He can't hit, but he can field. Yeah, 100%. Sneaky good fielder. And then Delano DeShields as well. Billy Hamilton, the the speedster, that that's all he can do. Yeah, that's basically he's, – he's a pinch runner – at best. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't really track the ball well, even though he's got amazing speed, so he, he kind of makes up for it. Yeah. Right fielders, you're looking at Cameron Maven, Yasel Puig, Tyler Naquin. Nick Markakis, my Nick dude. Nick Markakis. Underrated career. Yeah. Eh, eh, eh. He definitely wrong side of the Wrong side of 35. Yeah. But the dude can hit. I yeah. mean, he's not a great defend, defender, but he can hit. He's not going to give you much power, but... DH is where you're looking at him there. And then you got, again, DH, Nelson Cruz, the the underrated MVP play yeah. uh, as a DH. Marcelo Zuna. Marcelo Zuna, Edwin Encarnacion. Encarnacion? Yeah. 
So that, those are kind of the remaining guys as far as position players. Starting starters that are available are Bauer, Odorizzi, Tanaka, Paxton, Quintana, Parcillo, Wainwright. I think that's it. John Lester. Uh, Cole Hamels is available too. But like we're looking at guys that are like back into rotation right. outside of the top like five I named. Mm-hmm. And then bullpen pieces you're looking at. Hendricks just signed. Brad uh, Hand. Brad Hand, Archie Badley, Brandon Workman can go <laughs> somewhere. You don't want him back? No, not at all. I'd rather have 100 Miles Giles who's available at 30. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Mark Melanson, Tyler Green. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just a bunch of decent names. So, yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with that fact, but we'll figure it out there in that regard. So that's all MLB free agents, a lot still to sign, and we got to figure that all out. But the big one, we're going to go to NBA standings right now because I'm seeing the headlines, and the headline is James Harden got traded. He did. Talk to me, Goose. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, it was a 14-deal, Nets, Rockets, Pacers, Cavs. It was originally reported as a three-game deal, and then I think I think the Pacers had to come in to sweeten that deal, right? Yeah, I I don't like I don't hate it for any of the teams. Like, okay, Harden's going to Brooklyn. The Rockets, you get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, whatever. Coup Roots, okay, but they get three first-round picks from Brooklyn, one first-round pick from Milwaukee via Cleveland, and they get four first-round pick swaps from Brooklyn. Are any of those picks going to be great? Probably not. But I love it for Indiana. You get Karis Liver. He's a younger. He's younger than Oladipo. And you get a second-round pick, whatever. Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Solid pros. Feel bad for Jared Allen. You go from Brooklyn to Cleveland. Have fun. Whoops. Yeah. But um, you think this helps Brooklyn? I do. But at the same time, I don't like it future. Uh, no, I mean, you're you're giving up the first-round picks or the pick swaps, right? Like, you're not actually giving up picks or something like that? You're giving that. up three first-round picks and four pick swaps. Pick swaps. Picks. So you get – it's like seven picks total there. Okay. But, well, it's swaps. So, like, you don't actually give up the pick itself. You're just swapping pick. So it's placement yeah. on four. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't hate it because I think you're going to be in the back half anyway. So I don't think those pick swaps are going to happen within those years anyway. So it's – you're just giving up the option just in case we oops-a-daisy yeah. on a couple of these, right? So I really don't eh, – it's whatever. You're giving up three first. You're getting James Harden, even though apparently he's looking way out of shape right now. But I think that's because he hates the Rockets. Yeah. He looks like Rick Ross just, like, bumbling out there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, man, needs to lose some weight. Lose <laughs> yeah, some weight, James. He, he is not – yeah, I think that was, like, he's disgruntled in Houston. So I think he'll, he'll lose it now that he's in – uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. But I I really – that's going to be three people now that need the ball in New York. That's a problem. And, and that's – and two of them have to have the ball in their hands. I mean, KD can play off the ball, but you want the ball in his hands. Right. Like, because he knows how to play with two other superstars he did in Golden State mm-hmm. with Clay and Steph. But I, I, I actually – I like this for Indiana. Karis LeVert, underrated. Yeah, I like LeVert. I think that actually can... hurts – it hurts their second team yeah. that that LeVert's gone and uh, Jared Allen's gone. Yeah, and I, I like it for Houston. I, I mean, I'm not saying Victor Oladipo is a better scorer than James Harden, but he's a, he's a better overall player. Don Exum, I don't know what he is. Backup point guard, I guess. Yep. And you get picks. I feel. I mean, I feel bad for Jared Allen. He go from Brooklyn to Cleveland, who already has a ton of bigs. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I'm not the biggest. I think James Harden is the worst watch in the NBA. Yep. Not. I mean, pre weight. Yeah. He was. I. I mean, we talked about it on the pod. I'm not a James Harden guy, 
So, and it just doesn't, I don't think it works in Brooklyn. No, I don't think it works either. I, I, I think it, it makes them moderately better for their first team. Sure. It hurts their second team, and that's who's been beaten up teams. Like, yeah. their second team beat up on the Sixers, and, and that's the reason why they lost that game last Thursday. Like, I mean, we're talking a week ago. I'm watching that game. I'm looking at it going, wow, our first team is is doing okay. I mean, well, and then you look and you go, well, yeah, no no Kyrie Durant on the court. Okay, cool. So, yeah, there's a reason why they're getting beat up. You know, the Sixers doing work. But their second team was just like, yeah, we're just going to do this, 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 this. And we're like, uh, <laughs> we can't touch that. Yeah. So I, I understand why they did it. They want to get the three superstar names. That's been the way the NBA yeah. has been. But I didn't think you needed to do it. Yeah, in the NBA, it's all like you, you get as much talent as you can and then you figure it out. And that's what they got to do. You have three guys who need the ball in their hands to be at their peak. Uh, someone's going to have to sacrifice... I don't know who that is. Like, is Kyrie just not going to – is he going to play off the ball? Oh, that's no. going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be really tough to look at. It might just be they're just going to run a bunch of ISO offense. and That's all they – I mean, because James Harden and Kyrie for sure are just ISO players. Yeah. Like, give me the ball, clear the side, I'm going to go to work. Now, are they good at it? Yeah, they're great at it. But it's not going to win you a championship. Yeah, I don't think so either. So that's that. that's what makes it a little tough. I mean, just looking at the standings so far in the East, which is what this really affects, right? You've already got the Celtics at one, Bucks at two, Sixers at three. They're in a virtual tie, even though the Bucks and the Sixers have played two more games, so their winning percentage is worse. They're in a virtual tie as far as win losses, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Then you got the Pacers at four, Magic at five, Nets are at six, but again, they've played a couple games without Kyrie and yeah. uh, KD. So really. They're just behind a little bit. It's not that bad. But, like, the rest of the East is atrocious. That includes my Wizards. Ugh. Yeah, they're bad. 3-8, and eight, and then they just got another COVID case. And Russell Westbrook's out for who knows how long with a quad. Yeah, so it's it's definitely, like, the top six teams and then everyone else. Yep. So, and I don't even think the Magic are that good. I think they're out, they're out kicking their coverage a couple Agreed. spots there, too. So, really, as far as that's concerned... I, they needed to make this – the Nets just wanted to make this trade to make it. So it's like, okay, we're now with the Sixers. We're now with the Bucks, We're now with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is going back. Because I actually think the Pacers are worse now. But down um, the road. They, they, they could be better because yeah. I think Levert will grow in. I think it's going to take a little bit for Levert to find his spot in that offense. Agreed. Uh, but out west, Lakers as we all knew, the Clippers as we all knew, the Jazz as we all knew. The surprise really is the Nugs the are down They're at nine. nine. But they beat the Sixers, so really – I mean, I still believe in the Nugs, but it's not a great start. No, absolutely not. The Suns are actually looking surprisingly good at seven and four. But and I didn't believe in the Warriors, but they look they look okay. They look okay. Yeah, I mean, again, is Steph Curry enough to get in the playoffs? I mean, the West for once, the East is stronger than the West from top to bottom, which is which is weird to say, but it seems to be the case. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely, definitely interesting as far as that Harden trade. It was definitely a shift of power. And the Rockets are just like, yep, we don't care about this year. We're going for the next two, three years because we're going to have two first-rounders that we can move into the lottery if we need to. and But they're going to be lottery selection anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Absolutely. Let's go to the final destination, head coaching vacancies. Which one do you want to go to right after this? Welcome back. 
NFL head coaching vacancies. So every year at the end, Black Monday yeah, or but, whatever the yeah. heck they call it, when coaches just go and die and, yeah. and become deaf. Four that happened that day, one that happened the next day, one that already happened, and then, of course, the one that just happened two days ago in Philadelphia. So we're going to list off the seven, and then we're going to give our rank on the most attractive uh, of these options. Uh, we're going to give like a little brief thing with each one of them, uh, kind of to put a state of the team. And So you've got the Jaguars, the Eagles, the Jets, the Chargers, the Texans, the Lions, the Falcons are head coachless. Some are GMless as well. Most of them are head coachless. Uh, I'm gonna just kind of go over it. Jags. They have the first overall pick. They got they got a bunch of cap space. and they got a bunch of cap space. Seven seventy three million. Mm-hmm. Eagles have the sixth overall pick, but they're over the cap at fifty one point seven. The Jets have two and twenty three, and they're under the cap at seventy point seven. Chargers have the thirteenth and are under the cap at twenty nine. The Texans have no first round pick, yikes, and yeah. they're over the cap. The Lions are seventh overall and they're under the cap by eleven million. Falcons fourth overall over the cap at twenty four point four. So we're gonna rank them. Number seven, Mr. Parker. It's definitely the Texans. One hundred percent. No first round pick. How's Laramie Tunsil doing? Yeah, right. Uh, and you're over the cap. You're over the cap. And your quarterback wants out. Is a little hacked. Yeah. Just a little hacked. Yeah. Not a lot of hacked. Yeah. A little hacked. Yeah. Because you said, oh, we're gonna we're gonna take you on this on this GM hire and and the coaching hire. Like you didn't have to, right? So like the Texans, first off, you did them dirty. Yeah. By saying, oh, we're gonna we're gonna let you help out, and then you haven't asked him for a cent. Like, no. I haven't asked him for anything. Nope. So, you peeved him off in the process. Way to go. Good job, Houston. Yeah. Worst, worst Def, destination like, in the league. It's, it's the Texans and everybody else. And you have, like, you have a great player in J.J. Watt. He's got to ask out. Like, he's got to force his way out, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, I think so. Like, the Texans, they're, they're like, they're going to be that team where it's every, like, right now it's the Jags who are, like, every year it's like, oh, they're the first pick. Right. It's going to be Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Because they should have had number three, but, oh, you oh, gave oh, it up wait. for a left tackle that's garbage right now. Yeah. Who, who's your next team? Falcons, right? Because they're over the cap. Yeah. They have the fourth overall pick, but they're over the cap. So what do they do? Do they trade Julio to get under the cap? Do they downsize their linebacking core? That's been pretty good for them to yeah. get under the cap that they have a lot of money in. Mm-hmm. Like, what do they do to get under? And, I mean, you have the fourth overall pick, but you're probably using that on a quarterback. Really? Falcons, not a very attractive job. No. Because, you, like, you're like, you're, like, pigeonholed into what you have to do at four. Yeah. You have to take a quarterback. Or you're trading up to the Jets to make sure that they don't take the quarterback you want. Because we all know Trevor Lawrence is going one. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, where's Justin Fields going? Like he, he's or the, Zach Wilson? Like, do or you, Zach Wilson. Like, do you think Zach Wilson goes two? Are you worried about because you probably want Justin Fields? Are you worried the Jets take him? Yeah. So then, are you trading up with the Jets and giving them a pick, or what are you gonna do? I don't love it. I don't love the Falcons' job. I don't love where they're at, even though they have the fourth overall, and it's because they're over the. Because they're over the cap is the reason why I like the Lions a little better at five. Because they're under the cap. And they're seventh overall. They're still picking high. Need a head coach. Need a GM. You still have Matt Stafford. Yeah. I mean, he can give you another year. Yeah. So you could go without a quarterback. But you're probably drafting a quarterback. Yeah. Even if it's a project, you're going to get a quarterback. Yeah, you can get... Maybe trade back if you have to. Maybe you get Mac Jones in, like, the third round. Yeah. He might be the next Russell Wilson out of the third round, right? Yeah. I doubt. 
Probably not, but, but I see you, your point. You, you so, yeah, this is where I hit a crossroads at four and three. I'm going to say the Jets at four. Hear me out. It, you're looking at me with this, like, sly look, like, how the heck are you putting the Jets job yeah. behind the Eagles? Let let me chat. Go ahead. So, yes, the Jets. You have the second and the 23rd overall pick. Yes, you're $70 million under the cap. Mm-hmm. But you're the Jets. Yeah. They do have Sam Darnold, though. I mean, is he— But the, you're the Jets. You are the Jets. and Right? I, yeah. No, I like Joe Douglas as GM. I think if he gets a good head coach— I actually would like the Jets if they got the rumor, which is Doug Peterson. That could work. Because him and Joe Douglas worked as GM— mm-hmm. Well, assistant to the GM, Joe Douglas, player personnel, Joe Douglas, and Doug Peterson. I don't hate it. I wouldn't hate it because you got you got a couple picks, plus you got Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. But it's the Jets. It is. Plus— I know the Eagles are over the cap. I know they have the sixth overall pick. But I think they end up with another first-rounder this year. Why? Here's the reason why. They're going to trade Jalen Hurts for a number one pick somewhere late. Here's the reason why. Teams that need a quarterback. Jags, 100%. They're getting theirs. Jets, question mark. Depends on who your head coach is and whether they like Sam Darnold. So we're going to leave them off the list as first-round quarterback need. Falcons, they're taking one. Lions, they're taking one. Pats, they need one. Colts, they need one. Broncos most likely need one. Panthers. Panthers absolutely need one. Bronco or sorry, Dallas depends on what Dak does. Dolphins question mark apparently they don't love Tua. Steelers the football team. Bears, Panthers, and Niners depending on what they do with Jimmy G. Whether they like him, he's been injured, whatever, mm-hmm. what have you. First round quarterbacks are definitely going to the Jags, Falcons, Lions, Panthers, Pats, Colts. They absolutely have to take one in the first round if one of the top four are available, which there's six teams, and there's only top four, which is Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, and Trey Lance. So you have four quarterbacks that are first-round grade worthy. You have six teams that need a first-round quarterback, and Jalen Hurts look good. So, could a team like the Patriots? I could definitely see the Patriots do it. Could a team like the Colts? No, Colts will not. I'm telling you, they could. They could trade for Jalen Hurts and give up their first-rounder this year to the Eagles. For Jalen Hurts. I, just, I don't think Jalen Hurts is worth a first-round pick. Like, that that's my sticking point. Like, can Jalen Hurts be a starter? Yeah, he showed it. Is he is he your every-week starter? No. Is he your future? No. I will tell you right now, no. And Chris Ballard, you know what he likes to do? He likes to get picks, not trade picks. Oh, and he did last year. Mm-hmm. He traded his first-round pick last year. Who'd he get? DeForest Buckner, who's an all-pro. Jalen Hurts, he ain't no all-pro quarterback. Now... And I know we've talked about this. Would I rather give a first round for Jalen Hurts or like two first plus for Carson Wentz? I would trade two first plus for Carson Wentz. I'm telling you, someone will give up a first for Jalen Hurts this year. And when it happens, the Eagles will then have two first rounders. They won't have a quarterback controversy because Jalen Hurts will be gone. Right. And they'll. Howie Roseman, this is what he does. He figured out how to get under the cap. Oh, yeah. He's not a talent guy. No, he's not a talent guy. He's a numbers guy. Yeah. He'll work the numbers. Yeah. I got a guy. He's in the back room. His name's Howie. He'll figure it out. Yeah. That's what he does. So, again, that's the reason why I say the Eagles is more attractive than the Jets. One, because the Eagles organization, top to bottom, better than the Jets. Oh, I agree with that. So that's the reason why I would put the Eagles there. But all five of them pale in comparison to these top two. Mm Mm-hmm. Not even close. This is where we differ, though. Because I'm going to put the Jags job second. And the Chargers job first. Here's the reason why. The Jags have the first overall pick, but it's Trevor Lawrence. The pick is already in the card, and it's just waiting to get sent to the commissioner on draft night. Mm-hmm. 
Like yeah. they're taking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. They're $73 million under the cap. I get it. You can buy a lot of pieces with that. I'm fine with that. But you don't have your quarterback on roster and you have to wait. You have not waste. You have to use your first round pick on the on said quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Chargers, who in turn have their quarterback already. Yep. We're big Herbert guys. Big Herbert guys. And they have the 13th overall pick and they're under the cap. And the Chargers have looked good this year. They yeah. just blew leads late. They got dudes. And the only issue with the Chargers job is the fact you have to play the Chiefs twice a year. But you've looked good against the Chiefs anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You have your quarterback. You're under the cap. You have a first-round pick still because the Jags have their quarterback whether they're using their first-round or not. I think you're swaying me. I think Chargers' job, I think it's the top. I think that's the one you want. Top pick. Plus, you're in L.A. Yeah. How nice is L.A.? You're not in Jacksonville. Right. Yeah. Like Jacksonville, I mean, you're... Those beaches, they're on the Atlantic side. If Jacksonville was on the golf side of Florida. Have fun, Urban Meyer. Yeah, like, enjoy it, Urban. Now, granted, I, don't get me wrong, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you get I'm Trevor okay Lawrence. with the job. You get Trevor Lawrence. You have $73 million in cap space. Well, $64 million after you try, sign Trevor Lawrence. But you still got $64 million to work with. Mm-hmm. You can get some dudes with $64 million. Yeah, you can. So I'm not hating the job. I'm just saying the Jags. But the Chargers, like, would it surprise you? Sorry, Chargers. Are if the Chargers, no matter who they take with their pick, like next year's a playoff team, would that shock you? No. No. Because I mean, we're both Herbert guys, but you, so you have quarterback, you have dudes on defense, like yeah, defense is stout. Your secondary is very stout. Yeah, Keenan Allen, good, good wide receiver. Nick Bosa on the D line. Nick Bosa, stud. Like they're not far. They they should have made the playoffs this year, which is why Anthony Lynn got fired. Right. So I mean, I think I think the Chargers. They are the top job, but the Jags are one just because you're getting Trevor Lawrence. We all think he's going to be great, and you have a ton of cap space. No, nope, still going with the Chargers. I got you. Sorry, you're going to stick with the Jags though. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Jags. I don't hate it. Yeah, like I said, it's one A one B. Yeah, and then the rest of the league. <laughs> yeah. Did I sway you on the Eagles being third over the Jets? No. Yeah. Well, no. Oh well. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. I mean, I don't, I don't buy the. I mean, the Jets know how to screw things up. That's true. But I they think do they have two picks and seventy million in cap space, and they have a quarterback. I mean, could they take another one? Yes, but you have Sam Darnold, who I think is a more than quality quarterback. They have Joe Flacco. Oh no, he's a free agent. But oh darn it. <laughs> well, you know what? You, you swayed me. Wrong. Wrong. Joe Fluco. <laughs> Uh, oh man, you want you want Joe Flacco in in Indy? No. <laughs> uh, you want me going another rant? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I do. That's the reason why I want the yeah. Colts to trade their first round draft pick for Jalen Hurts. Chris Ballard is too smart for that. When it happens, I'll laugh. Possible. Yeah, hundred percent possible. I don't think it's happening, but you know we can agree to disagree. That's fair. That is the way to end. Well, what we're saying is Texans definitely the worst yeah. job. Falcons, Lions, Jets, Eagles. Flip them, flop them. Chargers, Jags, flip them, flop them. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to be interesting to see who goes where. We, we're we pretty sure, as of right now, Urban Meyer is going to the Jags. Yeah. As of right now, it's basically they're just figuring out how many zeros they got to pay him yeah. before he signs. But I, I hope he's in good health. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Yeah. And we got home. We're at our destination. Absolutely, 100%. Well, for all of us here at Sports GPS, Parker White, CJ Holly, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.